Podcast. We are Feedspot's number two Power Rangers podcast, coming to you live from the Ranger Room in Mammoth King Studios in beautiful, cooling down Las Vegas, Nevada. My name is Dan. I'm Freddie. And remember, <laughs> number two. Number two, baby, with a bullet. Check it out. We got it. It's right here. I printed it out. Gonna hang, gonna frame that up. <laughs> it is gonna... cooling down. Yes, <laughs> it is. We are actually transitioning real nice through the seasons here, which is fucking surprising. Yeah, because the Las Vegas weather cycle is hot until Halloween, and then <laughs> Halloween is unbearably cold and windy. Like honestly, even sometimes, like it felt like two years ago. Halloween was just like just for that night, we'll get it, chilly, and two then years ago in actually, November, four years ago, I remember wearing shorts through the beginning of December. Yeah, except I remember, for on Halloween, I remember going to a taco truck festival out there in like someplace in North Vegas, in some park, and it was a hundred and ten, like on November fifteenth, and I was just like, "What the fuck is this about?" Yeah. So some sometimes it's just it just stays hot. Sometimes it just stays hot. But right now we're doing pretty well yeah, with it our a, it was a nice 91. I wore a jacket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the nights are cooling down significantly. It's been a beautiful like 68 degrees. I stood outside on Thursday night from like 10 to midnight and uh was very happy that I packed a coat because it was chilly as fuck. Mm-hmm. And Tondar, still no sleeves. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. Yeah. Maybe it's his inner spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Which is our first episode that we'll be talking about today, originally airing May 16th, 1996. Maybe it's written, his lost, lost Indian spirit brother. <laughs> written by Mark Hoffmeyer and Mart Litton, directed by Robert Radler. This episode starts out with a ZeoQuest flashback to where Tommy complained so much about getting his about his Zeo crystal being too hard to get. Yeah, where Tommy complained until his quest was finished for him. To where he received Zeo powers and a half arrowhead. Yeah. Tommy's Tom- freaked out by this never ending like dream that he's had for nights, and he decides to use the interdimensional being Zordon as a dream interpreter. Yeah, this is the middle of the night. He wakes up from this dream, all frizzy-haired and freaked the fuck out. He uh, reaches the command center. He wakes up Alpha. Who's wearing uh, a cool hat. Very he's, like, similar he's wearing to a... the hat that Tommy wore <laughs> on the mountain. Yeah, yeah. Another uh, One we didn't make. One reference we didn't make. He's wearing an Ebenezer. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, I mean, like, you do correlate the hat to Ebenezer screws. Screws. <laughs> Ebenezer yeah. Scrooge yeah, would he be do. a good Christmas That man uh, got money You think he don't fuck 
Ebenezer Screws would be a good Christmas monster for, uh, for yeah, Power Rangers. It would be. You either compare it to Ebenezer Scrooge or The Night Before Christmas. Specifically, the cartoon that came out in like the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Where Daddy had on a blue sleep cap. Actually, I also compare it to Don't Wake Daddy. Don't Wake Daddy. Yeah, that is a Don't Wake Daddy. Yeah. All right. Because yeah, he sat up and the hat would fly off. Yeah. Yep. Don't wake daddy. Which is... Yeah. Which implies... That he's going to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. Oof. Shit. <laughs> but anyway, Tommy goes to command center, tells him what's going on. Zoran's like, it's really fucking late, man. There's a... Tommy keeps having this recurring dream about an arrowhead and the Zeo Megazord failing. I think I may be. Uh, Tommy really, really thinks that he is part Native American and uh, Ancestry.com doesn't exist yet. So he goes to Zordon to sample some of his saliva and <laughs> he can get back to him and tell him just how much percentage he has in him. Yeah. Tommy's, I totally see that. Tommy's one of those fucking white guys that, like, gets all... Oh, God. <laughs> just goes... So it just starts getting really into, like, into bonfires and stuff like that. You know, He's just like 164th Cherokee, so he <laughs> yeah. decides that he needs to really, like, lean into his heritage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, go to the reservation, find out who I really am, you know? Start fucking... He gets... He, Gets a lot of turquoise jewelry and stuff. <laughs> Gets really into it, man. And it's really fucking irritating. White man. <laughs> on a, so, on, on a serious note, he's having these dreams that are horrific. Well, they're not really horrific. They just bother him. I don't know. Well, they, the Zeo Megazord. Like, the Zeo Megazord. So he thinks that his leadership is going to be subpar, which it is. But. God, man, this is like uh, this, this is the Tommy block, and we've both been saying we're, we're actually ready for it. And like already, I'm just shitting so hard on this because I actually really like these three episodes. I'm glad you like these three. Episodes. Maybe I need to see them in a different light at some point because fuck, man, they did nothing for me. They did absolutely nothing for me. By the by, the like I'll say it, it really matrixed me. Which is well, the first one, I was on board. The second one, it lost me about halfway through. And then the third one, I just checked out completely. Even so, though I will, my opinion has changed on on those movies for the better. When did you watch these episodes? In comparison to us recording, uh, Friday. Okay, I watched these on Monday. And okay. On Monday, I wrote, as you can see from our little document, I've been writing a lot of notes about the episodes. Mm-hmm. And. I was, like, sitting there kind of, like, paying attention, but also not because I have to, because I I have to take these notes. But sitting yes. on it and thinking about it, because we've recorded episodes since I've watched these, mm -hmm. uh, really let me kind of think about it before coming in and talking. And okay. Sitting here, and, like, to be honest, like, the whole David Trueheart story of this is kind of 
kind of whatever. Mm -hmm. But it shows that we find out in these episodes that Tommy's adopted. I've been trying to not say it. But yeah, but it's okay. Like, we find out that Tommy's adopted in these episodes. Yeah. But it kind of shows, like, how shitty of a person Tommy could have been if he was raised by his actual parents. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I Maybe you're right. I need to let these episodes sit with me for a bit longer. And but then, he's, uh, also, he's also going to be true to his brother. Yeah, maybe I do need to let these sit with me for a little bit longer and see how it does. Because... You're not wrong. I mean, the episodes are sound, you know? Yeah, they follow them, and the, the, the plot is, is clear. The threat and stakes, they're all, uh, they're all made apparent to you and all that. So, I don't know. Um, but there is a nice bit of continuity in this, this block. Because if you remember when Tommy took over the White Ranger powers and he first got the white tiger sword he could do fuck all with it like the only yep, reason that yep. the only reason that dragon sword was at all competent because dragon sword was a living being just kind of taking instructions from yeah the, from guy the like yeah some some um and yeah that's that's very true dragon sword was his own dude dragon sword was of its own mind and stuff like that but he just tommy wanted to do something he'll go do it and while the Falcon Zord and the Shogun Zord were kind of piloted by him as, like, solo Zords, at the same time, uh, they were connected to the power of Ninja, and they were ancient, and I assume that they had some kind of spirit to them as well. Right, right. But Yeah, that, that makes first sense, time, too. The first time he gets the Phoenix Zord, crashes it into some power lines. <laughs> the first time he gets control of the Red Battle Zord... He it, is. It acts like a toddler. <laughs> well, because he's not able-minded enough to be the leader and control this like crazy powerful thing. Because he's always in his head thinking about himself, about how life isn't really treating him right. Yeah, he doesn't have the sheer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's that. Uh, that is good continuity. So, while we constantly make comparisons to like. How is Goro portrayed as such a badass and Tommy portrayed as such a whiny bitch? It's because they are legitimately like fitting the everything to match his story arc. That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. When he's gonna he, come he's back been as established. the Black, yeah, when he's gonna come back as the Black Dino Ranger, like he's taken years off to reflect on how poor he did as he a is, ranger. He is the most complete person. As, as uh, when he's the Black Brachio, yeah. So, no, that's a very good point, Dan. That's a very good point. So, if you look at Tommy's Tommy, whole arc in this, like, if you look at every episode that Tommy has been Tommy since coming up to Inner Spirit Challenges and uh, Lost and Found, is that the name of the last one? I think so. Found and Lost. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, if you look at Tommy's entire story, like this tells a really great story of how shitty he's been at everything leading up to this, but he's still like loyal to everybody. Like even if they just came into his life, if you've made any kind of good impression on him, he's loyal to you. You know what? Yeah. 
you're making a very good point here. Tommy is essentially like the most flawed of any ranger we've had. Yeah. And they've stuck they've uh, stuck to their guns on that too. Yeah. So if you're looking at it as a block of 3 episodes just looking yeah. at it straight on as what it is. Yeah. I can see not liking the episodes. But it's not so much I didn't like them, it's just like they didn't hold me. Like it's like like uh, like I said I f- I fully admit that like maybe I just needed to be in a different headspace to watch them, but at the time they just didn't hold me at all. Like I just couldn't really get invested in. There's parts where I turned and I was like, "Oh, this is really cool. Oh, fuck yeah." You know, but like the overarching story I just didn't care about. But you saying that I would like to watch these again in a different headspace and really think about Tommy in the big picture. But, um... Well, like, just hitting, like, this just hit me right now, is, like, this this block of three episodes and meeting Sam Trueheart is the culmination of every bit of storytelling for Tommy. And, like, what kind of man is he going to be after his world's just been rocked twice, like think about it in the last block of three which you can consider one episode as a three-parter yeah like he just got dropped by kimberly and now his world is getting shaken again by finding out that he has a brother you are you're you're kind of hyping me up for what comes after this i want to see because after this i mean we obviously know what's coming here but uh not too long not too long from here now, we're going to get what I remember, what I really enjoyed in Zio was the way Jason approached uh, Tommy, like, and kind of kind of let him lead and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, like, so this is, uh, okay, all right, you know, that's a very, you have a, um, you have surmounted... Uh, quite an argument for this, and I'm 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 back on board. But um, so at, <laughs> go ahead. Well, I'll just say like I'm back on board. I'll I'll uh, I'll see this through. That's that's as a story as storytelling goes. Yeah, you're right. You're right. This is a culmination of shit. This is really um, we're seeing a character arc uh, flesh out here. So, at the juice bar. There's a Native American art exhibit, and everyone's looking at stuff, thinking it's cool. And in Rocky's baby brain, he he finds this really odd. He's like, you know, it's weird that Tommy's been having a lot of Native American dreams, and uh, then this just appears here. Yeah. And everyone kind of looks at him and goes, Rocky, you don't know how to think. That's not <laughs> That's not a thing. <laughs> it's like... um. It's like how, like, baser animal minds can, like, pick up stuff we can't, you know? Yeah. Because they're, un- they're, like, uninhibited by the more higher thinking of, of humans, you know? Yeah. So this, we're witnessing, like, a dog smell the spirits right now, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> we're, we're, we're watching a cat stare at a corner because it sees, like, a phantasm, you know? Yes. And we're just like, what the fuck you doing? So we're watching the baser mind of Rocky pick up on the energies, the ley lines here. 
<laughs> so, outside, Tommy is showing up late in his Jeep Grand Cherokee. And outside walks this old man who's very familiar, walks by, and Tommy stops him for a second. He goes, hey, don't we know each other? And, and the man looks at him and goes, I just have one of those faces. And yes, you do have one of those faces. One of those faces that Tommy encountered in a spirit quest where he got his star power. Yeah. He, he introduced himself as a, a Sam, right? Sam Trueheart. Sam Trueheart. Oh, by the way, Bulk and Skull need to sell raffle tickets so they can go to Hawaii. Oh, see, I was going to wait on that because I think that comes up after King Bondo. Well, the... Like in the in the um, the art exhibit, uh, Stone hands him the tickets and says and, and tells him tells him what's up. Oh yeah, and, and they they Do find you out sell that ra- raffle tickets. They go, no, fuck that. We're not selling raffle tickets. And yeah. Stone says, oh, I guess you didn't want to go to Hawaii. So like, oh, I guess we're selling raffle tickets. And everyone has bought tickets already though from someone named Delmar. Yes. So they're like, who the fuck is this Delmar? We got to stop him. Everybody. Rocky's bought them. Cat's yeah. bought them. Everybody's gotten Delmar's tickets. Rocky, you can probably sell more to Rocky. He probably ate his first five. Yeah. <laughs> Rocky's like, I might win a raffle today. I spent $20 on raffle tickets. Yeah. You know, I spent $50 on raffle tickets. Yeah. Would you believe that I spent $200 on raffle tickets? You know, I gotta be honest with you. I spent four hundred dollars <laughs> on raffle tickets. <laughs> Adam wasn't around to stop him. Like, hey, Rocky, that's enough. <laughs> it's like before I had Bryn to stop me from buying yeah. stuff when I was getting a little out of control. Yeah. Do you remember when we were really into those Tokidoki Marvel zipper pulls? Yep, I do. I bought so many of those because. <laughs> I just really wanted that human torch. I, I understand. Yeah. I really badly wanted that human torch, and I I had to at least buy three full boxes of them <laughs> before getting a human torch. <laughs> Tony's doom hung on for a long time. I don't know if it's still on his keys. I, I mean, I still have off. one. But um, I think he has one, too. Yeah. So, anyway, Sam Trueheart, who... who Tommy the... yanks his cane out. By the way, I don't know if you like. I mean, no, I didn't notice that at all. When they're watch, when they're walking by each other, Tommy just straight up like, I'll blame it on the camera angle. But Tommy just grabs his cane and fucking yoinks it out from under him, which makes this old man fall to his knees. Uh, of course, Tommy tries to help him, and that's when they exchange. Uh, where where that exchange happens, where he says, "Oh, do I know you? I'm Sam Trueheart." Blah, blah, blah. I forgot something. I need to get back to the reservation, uh, so I need to hail a cab. Excuse me. Tommy's like, well, hey, man, I got my car right here. Why don't I just drive you there? He's like, oh, that'd be greatly appreciated. So they drive off, and they have, like... Sam Trueheart leads Tommy into the middle of the desert. Yeah. They have a little, like, kind of... A... A... What what, what way to describe this? It's one of those leading conversations yes where sam yeah. trueheart is trying to put things into tommy's head so that he doesn't know he's being led on a quest yeah he's all that's a, that's a that's an interesting necklace you have there so i've collected i've collected arrowheads all my life and and uh 
Tommy says, yeah, I got this a long time ago. I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, it was like ten years ago. Yeah. Two months ago. Yeah. But. Wendy, he's like, this is my stop. And he's like, you sure? It's all some travels end where others begin. And then he gets out of the car. And he fucking, like, turns to, he says, this is a great place to find arrowheads. And then yeah. turns to fucking dust. Yeah, he walks and he, yeah, yeah, straight up, like, shaman, shamans the fuck out. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's uh, pretty cool looking. We go to the Machine Empire on the Moon, where King Mondo introduces Main Drain, who's been affecting the power grid. So, the monster that I thought that this was going to be was going to be our tragic monster from O-Ranger. I don't know if you agree with that. Oh, I, I didn't have any expectations, honestly. I didn't know who it was going to be. I thought it was going to be Barrow Revenger, just for the sack. Just for the sack. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just for the sake that he... What, what am I trying to say? Because the power grid was a point of like contention in the episodes. Mm, gotcha. Yeah, he needed to drain power to get stronger. To defeat Mondo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. But Bulk and Skull were at the park trying to sell tickets. Bulk gives this beautiful hypothetical of them in Hawaii sipping yeah. sipping uh sipping out of coconuts that are carved like monkeys, you know, enjoying themselves, being fanned by beautiful women and dancing with them and such. So they come and, up to this little girl and Delmar being tortured. Delmar being tortured. They come up to this little girl. You want to buy some tickets? Do you know Delmar? Some, yeah. I already bought some from Delmar. And then they go back to the to the dream where Delmar walks off with all the babes. Yeah. And then Bulk looks at his best friend and goes, I don't care if we lose this. You and I are going to Hawaii together. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Best so friends. The boys see two other kids sitting there in the park and they run up and they go hey you know Delmar I'm like yeah. no nah. you want to buy some raffle tickets and they say sure but they look up and main drain is on the jungle gym yeah, so the boys turn around see him and fucking scream they get chased off in a, in slow motion uh, back at the um, the exhibit Tommy's back and he's kind of like uh, he's recanting what just happened to him yeah and the power goes out yeah, yeah. Bulk and Skull come charging in, saying, "Call nine one one. They're cops." That's funny. Yeah, and like, there's a monster on the loose, and Skull comes in right after. He's all, and he ain't buying tickets. And the, <laughs> then the power goes out, and Ernie just kind of walks in the frame. Don't worry, guys. Probably just a blown fuse with a flashlight ready, and then walks out of frame. Ernie I'm knows pretty that sure, this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this happens again. <laughs> like I'm pretty I'm I don't know if they reuse it but well we'll, we'll see power go after the power's gone out the rangers have to go into action and we get a we get a big battle where main drain gains a bunch of armor and for some reason mondo is on the field yeah mondo's on the field main drain's already big they're fighting with him and like he's doing the uh, whole like um, the 
the uh the the uh oh what do we call this but he has the tentacles on him right and he's like yes. shooting energy into him but mondo is also saying i can't believe my monster is going to fall to such a powerful thing like the zeo megazord oh no yeah. and main drain feigns defeat but when he mondo hits waves the ground, like a white flag too <laughs> yeah and then he uses his tentacles to wrap around Zeo Megazord and drain all of its power. Before they're going to kill the Zeo Megazord, Billy cuts in like, don't worry, I got you. And there's like a miraculous teleport. Yeah. The sword gets cut in half, too. Yeah, that was real sick. Yeah. Um, so we see, like, the Rangers are teleported to the, to the command center where the power's out. Well, like... The main power's out, not only auxiliaries going, so it's low lit and all that stuff. And, uh, oh, Billy has a glorious, uh, windbreaker on, by the way. Yeah. We gotta mention Billy's, uh, William's always looking really good. Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, we see in the viewing globe the, uh, Megazord, the Zeo Megazord being repaired. And it's gonna take 3.6 days to get this fixed. Yeah. Luckily, they've been working on something to, because they assumed something like this would happen. To where they show off the red battle sword, and they get Tommy set up and ready to go in it. Yeah, here we go. We already talked about it, but Tommy, man, Tommy and the first day, first day out with the Zords. If they well, what, <laughs> what they explained to him about red battle sword is that it's powered by his mind, and that he needs to have a clear mind to make sure that he is strong enough to do it. It's kind of it's kind of like the Jaegers in uh, Pacific Rim, but instead of having uh, two people to go into the what's it called, the fold, the rift, something like that, right? Like they have the mind meld essentially. Yeah, but it's like that. You have to become, you have to be fully synced with this machine. And uh, since Tommy is just a mess, this thing comes out, bust, bust through like the walkways that are all around it, that will for uh for maintenance workers to, uh, you know, repair it and shit. Buster that walks into the like mountainside, just punches mountains left and right. Like a, like it was a, it was like a, like a, like a toddler that wandered onto a scale model, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And red so battle. Zord, he falls off. Go on. Red battle Zord gets trapped under the rubble of the mountains that he's destroying. And main drain is coming to, sap the power from the battle zord but the zeo rangers stand on top of a different mountain and just fire their guns into him to kind of get his attention yeah i when he gets uh trapped under rubble though it they they switch to an action figure falling which was really yeah. good and then they just buried it in rocks like gravel <laughs> but uh yeah that gives him enough time for him to put in the the zeo crystal and to bust out of uh to bust out of the the rubble, the Zeo theme is going really fucking cool. Like syncs up with him, uh, like he's he's like pulled pulled his arms out and is going, and the the Zeo, the Zeo chorus is hitting, and mm-hmm. he squares up. It looks really really cool. Inside the cockpit, Tommy gets a vision from Sam Trueheart about his quest, and it kind of gives him a sense of control for a minute to where he. He gains slight control over the battle, the battle sword, yeah. and unleashes his like super punches bullet barrage on main drain, defeating him. Yeah, yeah, he gets Obi Wan. <laughs> yes, 
Yes. He gets Obi-Wan. Um, and Back yeah, at the he... power chamber, the Rangers are told that the Red Battles Order is the only defense and that Tommy needs to get over his bullshit to save the world. Yep. Um, at the juice bar, Delmar is raking it in. Yes. <laughs> the stew's wearing gray slacks, like, with plenty of space in there. Uh, per- like, red suspenders and mm-hmm. a purple turtleneck sweater. Yeah. And he looks like the he looks like the lead singer from uh, Hello Goodbye. You know, <laughs> I'm not familiar with the way he looks, but <laughs> I will trust you on that one. Let me. Oh, yeah. and Skull try to bully him into selling less, and Stone walks in and goes, "Hey, what the fuck are you doing?" And he's like, "You know, just talking." Because that guy's the chief of police's son. And they're like, oh, oh, you know, we were just telling him he's doing such a great job selling tickets since we definitely haven't been able to sell any because everyone's already bought them from him. Yep. And Delmar goes, yeah, and these guys were each telling me that they were going to buy 50 tickets from me each, right? And they reach into their pockets and hand Delmar, who definitely does look like the singer from Hello Goodbye because <laughs> it is in our Discord chat right now. Yeah. Doesn't and, he? Uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah, they begrudgingly hand him the $50. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Tommy is in the desert, and out of the dust, a man on a horse is formed. And Sam Trueheart's kind of standing there behind him, and we get a to-be-continued. Mm-hmm. So, all in all, it's a good episode continuing the Tommy story arc of him sucking. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, the first one had me. The first one had me I was pretty uh, involved with. I'll, I'll point out where the where it where the, came where off the, the rails. Where the happens. Yeah, where the wheels fell off. And, uh... I think it happens in the next episode, and we'll get to that right after this. Episode 19, Challenges, aired May 18th, 1996, written by Mart Litton, directed by Robert Radler. And remember, that is Mart Litton, not Mark. M-A-R-T. Mart Litton. Mart Litton. We pick up right where we left off, and the dust man walks away. (laughs) Sam shows up to tell Tommy... That he must go on a vision quest. Yeah. Tommy's like, man, where, where, where'd he go? I wanted to talk to him. You must have patience, Tommy. Yeah. Follow the Falcon. Patience? What do you mean? What's going on? Jesus, Tommy. Jesus. Yeah. Come on. What did he just say to you? Like, he literally says, you must have patience. And Tommy says, what do you mean? What's going on? Where'd he go? Like, fuck me, dude. You, yeah. You, you've been a Power Ranger. Can you just trust the process for once? Zordon has been too good just handing them what they need when they need it. Yeah. (laughs) That the fact that they'd have to earn anything is crazy. Because, I mean, even after this, when Divatok shows up, he's like, I've had these cars in the back. Yep. Come get them. And I know since Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin, we have said, oh, yeah, Zordon's just got these fucking cars that he's been holding on to. I assume that the cars are made from, like, 
modified Zio power. Something. Because I don't. Because I don't. I think really they've think had the like. The... They've had the machines for a while. I think I they've don't... had machines for a while. This let me. This is what I'm thinking with with the Zio or with the turbo machines. Is I think that these have been available since the start, but these were a these were a project for. The, for the, for like a, a a future team or the current team or whatever, to have um, Zords that like they could go out in the fucking streets with, you know what I mean? Like they could like these are like kind of like a uh, what the why can't I think of the term the uh, like undercover kind of kind of Zords. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. Like these have been in development for a long while, but I think you're right that these are some kind of like either. Um, filtered or modified Zio powered machines. You know, I have like a different thought on it. Of that, you know, the machine empire leaves a lot of stuff behind, so that Zordon and Alpha maybe tried to co-opt co-opt the Zio powers That's into true. the machine empire's power. That's true. They are very wasteful because they have, they really they don't give a shit, you know, about the environment. Yeah. So figured that if at some point the Zeo powers couldn't take King Mondo out, that maybe they would have to use their own power against them, and they wouldn't yeah. expect it combined with the Zeo upgrade. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Because hmm. the turbo powers don't seem like an upgrade. They just seem like... They're like a side grade. Yes. They're definitely like a side grade. Like, I think we don't really... See, Zeo is like the biggest power spike until probably Lost until, Galaxy. Until we get the Battleizer mode in space. Yeah. Yeah, once we well, start wait, to get... There's, is there a Battleizer in, in space? I thought the Battleizer was in Lost Galaxy. No, the, the first Battleizer is in space. Oh. It's uh, when he gets the Delta Megazord, like... Oh, it's... It's yeah. button three on the Delta Megazord yeah. Warper. Uh, but then when we get the uh, Lights of Orion in Lost Galaxy is a major power upgrade. You're right. You're right. Yeah. For, yeah. The, 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 that's right. The battleizer in space when he gets the fuck when he gets like fucking yolked. Yeah. When he gets the rubber suit with the wings. Yeah. And the, the fucking abs and the like cut thighs and like biceps and shit. Yeah. You're right, you're right. Okay, but, um, yeah, so he's walking with Sam Trueheart, who just wants him to settle the fuck down. Yes. He's like, you want me to go on a vision quest? Like, it, so they're standing on this, like, ridge, right? They're standing on this ridge, and he says a vision quest helps all young men discover themselves. Yes. It's time for your vision quest. He holds out his arm, right? He holds out his fucking arm, and a and a falcon comes like appearing out of like a like a spirit forms, and it takes the form of a falcon. Yes. And it just appears on his arm, and Tommy's looking away while this happens. Turns, there's a falcon on his arm. Whoa! And then he continues to go. You want me to go on a vision quest? <laughs> like, dude, fucking believe in times. believe in something once. Like, what? When you went on your ninja quest? Well, that that wasn't canon. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, was it just the titties? Was it the titties that kept him on track? Yes. 
Lord but of the Lord of the Skies. It it was feeding his ego, telling yeah. him that he was the best. Yeah, um, the Falcon. Yeah. And anyway, he's, but he's in a... <laughs> but Ninjora's thing, he was just kind of like, he was willing to give up. Yeah. Because it yep. didn't come easy to him. Yep. Yeah. This, but you know what? Like as we've been bitching about, I think we we like yeah yeah. I think you're absolutely right. We're discovering that Tommy, maybe maybe it was on purpose that they made him extremely flawed. You know, like he's extremely flawed, like obnoxiously flawed. Uh, he we know he has a good heart. We know he does care about people, but the dude's like worldview is extremely narrow at times. It's the failing upward thing. Yeah. It's that when you see that you fail, you don't get to be a more powerful White Ranger. You yeah. don't see that you get to get bumped up to Red Ranger. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, I f- if it wasn't intentional on their part, I think we're making a good case for, uh, I think we're making a good case for them to play it off that it was intentional. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really it's a really good sympathy play if you look at the overarching whole story yeah. to where like you didn't like Tommy for so long and then right at the end of Turbo where like I do think that like we've said that Zio is peak peak Tommy but obviously those are eyes that are covered in nostalgia yeah. that I th- the I new sh- the new team is peak, is peak Tommy yeah that handing I, his powers over to TJ because he realizes that he's grown out of it. Yeah. Is peak Tommy. Yeah, I th- well, we still got uh more than half a season left here, so I think I think we're going to see some some shine from the boy. But um yeah, elsewhere, uh the juice bar, uh there's there's just like boxing lessons going on and Ernie says, "Oh yeah, it's free. Wanted to bring in some more business." And Adam's like, free? Like, yeah, just sign up. So Adam's like, oh, yeah, I'll box. And but Rocky, then, Rocky's like, why box? What, what, huh? He's like, Rock, Rocky <laughs> doesn't understand it because it's not a martial art. It's just throwing punches, which he knows how to do. Yeah, and, and Adam explains to him, it's a technique, man. He's like, yeah. it's, it's like mastering a technique. And any technique I can learn, I can then incorporate into my own style. And it's and Rocky, also great because yeah. the Green Zeo Ranger is a boxer. Yeah, yeah. So it was perfect. Yeah. When Adam is done signing up, Bulk and Skull come in. They're like, "What's going on?" He's like, "Free boxing lessons." And they're like, "FRWE free? We're in. Let's do it." <laughs> yeah. But it turns out Lieutenant Stone is teaching, and he lets Skull know that Debo is his partner. Yeah, essentially, essentially, um, uh, there's a quick cutaway with Tommy just running in the desert. That's it. Yes. Uh, on the moon, Sprocket is learning to box as well. Yeah. And go ahead. Oh, I was just saying little fat shit. Yeah. Wasn't going to say anything important. Tommy is still following the silent man on a horse that was once dust in the desert. And then we get a montage of the boxing class where uh, they're jumping rope, but Bulk and Skull are just standing way too close to each other. Yeah. Um, and then Tom- we go back to the desert where Tommy is chasing the Falcon and complaining 
that his vision quest is taking too yeah, long. Yeah, he's, he's running all along, like, Vasquez Rock, you know, that famous fucking, like, you know, where, where uh, the Star Trek rock, you know? Yeah. Um, Adam... Adam has wandered by a junkyard, and he hears the voice of Sprocket. Before we get to that, we cut back to the juice bar, and the boxing class is done, and Bulk and Skull are so bad at jumping rope that they've hogtied themselves together. It was just yes. really funny. Yes, they did. They got into some kind of rope play. It looked Like, inadvertently got into some BDSM rope play. Yes. Um, elsewhere, Adam is just kind of going on a walk, and he walks by the junkyard. And yes. he hears Sprocket's voice. And he wanders in. He's all, where are you, Sprocket? And Sprocket appears along with some cogs. And then we see <laughs> probably one of my favorite names of all times. Bunch of Punch. <laughs> oh, I thought it I thought it was Punch a Bunch. Is it Punch a Bunch? Either way. Well, he should have a brother. That's the opposite. <laughs> but bunch like, of Bunch and Bunch of Punch. Yeah, like either way, fucking wonderful. He comes out. And we get some Japanese footage of um, Green Zio fighting Bunch of Punch. And, like, Bunch of Punch cheats and pulls out a hammer, like, as they're boxing. Yeah. And so Adam has to call in help once he gets, like, once he gets some distance between them. But then this, like, green fire, in, like, fully engulfs him, and he disappears. Yes. And the other rangers are contacted to save Adam. Uh... When they decide to walk off into the hallway, Ernie comes out of the hall holding a box of mangoes, and they all do that, like, looking up, whistling, like, we're not doing anything here. Yeah. They go into a room. (laughs) Ernie is three steps away, and Catherine screams it's morphin' time. She does. She really lays into it. Yes. They morph. They confront Punch a Bunch and Bunch... Bunch a... (laughs) Punch a Bunch... Bunch a Punch... Who's, who's, uh, like immediately made big. Yeah. He's on the ground. Like they, they mm-hmm. knock him. Do they knock him down or does, is he, was he just on the ground? No, they get, they come in with a big, like punch and kick entrance and knock him over. And he's just made big immediately. I think he was like, I, I really think like they didn't touch him, but maybe you're right. Anyway. Yeah. They make I, him. You know what? Let's go with yours because it's it's better for our, the weird narrative of the show. <laughs> yeah, like I, I think he was, him. I think he was just taking a breather because they only fight the cogs, and then like that's all we see is them fighting the cogs. And Sprocket's like, "All right, make let's 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 take this fight to the big time." He's like, you heard the prince's order, you know, and then he just starts swinging, uh, fucking, uh, what's his name, Orbis, Orbis, and he lands on Punch a Bunch, who's on the ground. He's just on his fucking back. Yeah. So he's like taking a breather or something. But he become big. The red battle sword is needed. Yeah. Tommy doesn't want to interrupt his quest to save his friends. But Zordon basically tells him, you need to pilot the red fucking battle sword. Get over here. <laughs> yeah. So, so they he... fire it from a cannon. Which is cool as shit. Yeah. It does a perfect NFL spiral. Yeah. As it's flying through the air. Yeah, because Tommy goes to where the rest of the Rangers are in the junkyard, and they're, like, at the feet of Bunch of Punch. And that's when the the Red Battle Sword's called for. He's shot out of the cannon from the mountainside, fucking does that that beautiful spiral you're talking about, flies overhead, and Tommy, like, instant transmissions into it. Yes. 
and then like it's just fucking cool. Like during this box battle that starts, Punchabot spits in Tommy's <laughs> face to get the an- advantage. And he just starts hitting him in the head with a fucking hammer. Like, yes. <laughs> like really fucking mafia style. <laughs> just <laughs> uh, bl- blinds him and just beats the shit out of him with a mallet. Knocking and... go on. No, go ahead. Oh, it, knocking Tommy from the Red Battlesword, but that last punch, like, tore into his glove, ergo his fist. Like, yes. it, like his, it tore into his fist, and, like, all the machine bits are, like, exposed, and he's like, oh, shit. So he has to back off. Sprocket says, maybe, like, you know, you guys ain't gonna attack me. He's like, yeah, well, we're gonna fucking kill you, fat boy. He's like, maybe you'll change your mind if you see this. And then he brings up this little... Wrestling, this little ring, this little miniature ring with this trophy stand, and on the trophy stand is a shrunken Adam, still morphed. Yes. And he says, I'm going to hold a tournament, and if you lose, you're all going to become trophies for me, and if you win, you're going to get Adam back. At the uh, power chamber, Tommy is berated by Zordon for not being all in for the battle. And at the Machine Empire... Bunch a punch, punch a bunch is being equipped with spiked gloves and getting him ready to face Tommy. Yes. Tommy decides that he's going to be all in for this version of the battle and is sent to fight. When they get in there, a ring is formed around them and it's time to have a big boy punch day. Yeah, this is pretty cool. It's real fucking deathmatch style because the yes. ropes are made out of chains and the, the posts. The turnbuckles and the posts are electrified. So but like they're, they're electrified by the heels. By the so heels, that yeah. If if Punch a Bunch is knocked into one of the the posts, they're not gonna electrify that post. No, the heel manager is in control of the yes. switch box. So if the, <laughs> if the red battlesword touches the sides, it'll be electrified and he'll well, he'll He'll be electrified. I don't fucking know what I was going to say. If he runs if he runs into the chains, he'll get the juice. There you and go. If, if the heel hits the chains, he'll just be vaulted. Yeah, yeah, um, you know. Good wrestling shit. The other rangers notice this, so they join to make the fight fair. Yeah. We get a instrumental of We Need a Hero during this point. It's fucking cool. This is cool. Like, this is a... This was really, really cool. Like The I, rangers... Yeah, no, this We Need a Hero. It's... Fight is a song that gets me kind of hyped. Yeah. Um, The Green and White Ranger theme songs were always a moment where I was pretty excited. Yeah. Um, Especially Go Green Ranger. Uh, Yeah, the Five for for One, like, was always a good, like, minion battle song, you know? But the eight and a half minute epic "We Need a Hero," yeah, <laughs> is the best piece of music that that Was made for this show. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, it'll alternate day to day for me because "Fight" is so fucking good, and it is like some dick thickening riffs. But um, yeah, "We Need a Hero," like, ooh, it's inspirational. It, it and this fight is really fucking cool. Like this. The climax of this fight, he punches him so many fucking times, like yes. it's 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 re- 
it's awesome. They're like, I can't wait to see this in O-Ranger. Just like, and by that, I mean, I just, without so many cuts, because I want to see this, this, I want to really see this fight, you know? Because, like, uh, Punch a Bunch is just bunch of punching. (laughs) And the way that Tommy gets this W is that the Rangers are able to fend off the cogs and sprocket enough to destroy the controls. Yeah. And and release the ring. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 yeah. The faces come out. They they uh, they chase off the heel manager. They 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 chase off the heel lumberjacks, and now it's just face against face against heel in the ring, and uh, face gets his he gets the baby face fire going. Yeah, and he he gets his finish sequence, and he punches the shit out of the out of the bunch of punch. Out of the, out of the... See, I think that when he's on the offensive, yeah. he's punch a bunch. Yeah, and when he is getting worked over by the red battle sword at he's, that point, he is bunch of punch. Yeah, because he just bunch took of punched. a bunch of punches. Yeah, yeah, he just took a bunch of puncher. <laughs> oh, it's breaking down. It's breaking down real bad. But yeah, red battle sword just fucking body shots, body shot, body shot, body shot. Working like a jab, like working a jab, like it's fucking cool. It looks so aggressive and fast. Like, he looks like he's really laying into him. It's the most violent, like, fight I've ever seen between two blocky-ass monster suits, you know? Yes. <laughs> it's um, awesome. He does a... His finale is like a gauche punch into multiple rapid fire and then a, a another, like, spiral. I like that when he's punching so fast, bullets are also coming out of his wrists. Yeah, it like like yeah. I, oh, I think like that's the like they're they look like pistons, but maybe it's like some kind of um. Oh, it's maybe it's some kind of ignition thing going on there, you know. So really, like it is kind of like a fired. You know, I think it works as both both because. Yeah. They are pistons in some cases, because like, did you ever have the red battle zord toy? No, that one I never got. The only Zeo Zord I got was the Super Zeo Zord. So the red battle zord toy had a switch in the middle, which activated his punches, which is where his arms went back and forward, like Big O style. Right. Um, when you connected the red battle zord to the Zeo Megazord. I didn't have the original Zeo Megazord. I just had Battle Zord and Super Zeo. Yeah. Not just. I was very lucky. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. The, the hands extended, and the pistons came out to be like Gatling guns on top of the Zeo Megazord. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. So they are pistons, but at the same time, it's kind of like Squall's Gunblade from Final Fantasy yeah. Eight. Ah, to right. where I'm following. As a punch comes in, if he hits the button at the right time, bullets will pump in like it's a punch shotgun. That's cool. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Um, um Adam is returned to the Rangers and yeah. Tommy returns to his quest. Yeah, he's Up in on, space. Go ahead. He's on Vasquez Rock. Uh he finds where the Falcon lands, and when he finds where the Falcon lands, he sees that mysterious man from before hanging from a rock. Yes. Um, 
before this happens, we cut back to space where Sprocket is just being chastised by Daddy. Just, how'd you think running a tournament was going to go? You yeah. should have just fucking killed that green bitch. Yep. Uh, so the silent man is no longer silent. He's hanging off a mountain, and the falcon shows himself presenting a choice between Tommy completing his quest or making sure that this man doesn't die. Yeah. And, and he reveals that he has the other half of Tommy's necklace, and he says his name is David Trueheart. And by picking the correct path of saving David, his quest has ended, and yeah. David reveals himself to be Tommy's brother. Yeah. So, yeah, where this episode lost me was was just Tommy's, like, I get you're on the spirit quest, that thing that you didn't understand you had to do just a few moments ago, but he was just really fucking grating on me on uh, on this, and I was just kind of getting flashbacks to the Zeo quest, and I was just like, he's doing it again, he's doing it again, he's doing it again, where he's just uh, failing upwards, as you called it, you know, he's just, everything is being handed to this, I feel like this Falcon's like, dude, come on, this way, yeah. <laughs> But now that you've painted it in this light, I ha just kind of letting it play on silent while we talked, I enjoyed it more, you know? So yeah. let's see what and happens in the next one. And I think we've said this to the, to the listeners, but we currently can't record in the same spot, so we do have to watch things separately. Yeah. I think that if you and I would have watched this together... We would have fed off of each other's energy and not really had that moment to realize that this is the overall arc of Tommy. That we yeah, would have just shit. We would have true. just shit on all of this. <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. I think that's true. So, we're gonna get to our final episode right after this. Episode 20 of Power Rangers Zio, Found and Lost, originally airing May 20th, 1996. Written by Mark Litton and Stuart St. John. This one also directed by Robert Radler. We find out that David was adopted by Sam Trueheart. Mm -hmm. And Tommy's like, I was adopted as well. And we find out that uh, the Arrowhead is the true power of Tommy and David's lineage. Yeah. Sprocket is creeping in the bushes. Going, <laughs> oh, the Arrowhead's power, huh? Yeah. And I always like when American Sprocket shows up because you can tell that they hired someone that was not a child. They hired a very tall person that yeah. has to wear the shoes on their knees. Yeah. And they have to make the cape <laughs> extra long so yeah. that the legs can drag behind. Yeah. It's yeah, very yeah. funny. It's a good gag. It's a very good gag. <laughs> he just shuffles along there. So we go right to the juice bar where Tommy wants to show his brother how good at karate he is. And David goes, I'm pretty good at karate, too. And he goes, well, I have an extra gi in my, my locker. Let's go. Let's go change and each wear a gi. Uh, your <laughs> gi's going to be white from when I was the White Ranger. Though. Yeah. Bulk and Skull are sitting at a table just munching on some fucking chalk donuts, bro. Yep. <laughs> Chocolatey donuts. And Skull is kind of having, like, a reaction where he's, like, he double-talking. Yes. And then he also sees 
like like he's like he's like going cross-eyed. And he's all I'm I'm having a trouble. I'm having a trouble. Having a trouble. And For, first of all, Skull thinks Ernie makes those donuts fresh because <laughs> he says that you think Ernie put extra sugar in these donuts today because yeah. I don't I don't see him double. I mean. I mean, Ernie could have very well rolled those in sugar before putting them out. They looked like Entenmann's chocolate they do. donuts. And they look like they've been sitting out for a while. But yes. as he's saying, like he's like having trouble, you know, and he's, his vision's going all weird. Bulk looks and he sees uh, David with Tommy. He's like, oh, shit, I'm seeing double two. Uh, yeah. Two Tommies? Two what Tommies. The fuck? Yeah. So... But as he's introduced himself, they're, like, still eating a donut. So, oh, it's Tommy's brother, huh? And Skull's like, I bet he's a faker. Yeah. So, Bulk's like, there's one way to find out. We run a background check on him. And this is really wholesome for these guys. Because yeah. before, they didn't care about the nerds. But yeah. now, they don't want some dude saying he's Tommy's brother coming yeah, in and screwing up the yeah. mojo. Yeah, exploiting them or whatever, you know? So when the yeah the martial arts is discussed, like yeah, I'm hella into martial arts too, you know. Yeah, it's kind of. Yeah, I like martial arts too. I learned about it on the reservation. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We cut to the Machine Empire where Sprocket's like, "What the fuck's a brother?" (laughs) Yeah, this is really funny. This is really funny, like uh, because he says, "Um, "Let me find it specifically because I don't want to fucking butcher it." Because the line is really good. Yeah. There it is. Okay. So Sprocket, who's baffled, who's kind of like, yo, just curious. You know one of the Rangers has a brother? And uh, Queen Machina says, that's not so strange, dear. Humans do that sort of thing. (laughs) A.K.A. reproduce. Like... (laughs) And it's kind of funny because we know that Mondo and Machina fuck. Yeah, they fuck, but, like, it's just, like, I think it's really funny that, like, oh, you know, humans, monkeys, you know, they're always banging and producing more kids than they need. You're perfect, Sprocket, my little fat boy. (laughs) You don't need a brother. You just need your, your, you just need the cogs and, uh, what's the fucking butler's name? Uh... Clank. Clank, yeah, yes. So they plan to kidnap David because they're like, brothers are weird. They have a connection. That's a weakness. Let's take this man. Yeah, so the two brothers are on opposite sides of the juice bar. Uh, You know what I like is that Adam and Rocky stand on Tommy's side and they're like, yeah, brother, you got this. Make sure you got this. And... Catherine and Tanya are like, this is new meat, and I want to be near this new meat. We're <laughs> yeah. St- yeah, and, he's, and he says, watch this, I've been saving this move for a while. And they get into it, and they have the a smile kind of fight. They got a smile spar going on, where yeah. they both have just silly smiles on, and they're like, yeah, 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 brother. Yeah. That's right, the go-kart brother. Um, like, they're really, it's a real jubilant sparring session. At the moment, elsewhere, Bulk and Skull are going to get on that background check. Skull yes. is just pawing away at the keyboard. And Bulk says, 
Do you have any idea what you're doing? He's all, no, I don't know a thing about computers, but it looks like I do, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) So Bulk yanks him out of that, sits down, and they're going to try to figure out who this David Newhart really is. We're going to find out who they really are. (laughs) Uh, Then Skull has something that brought me back into the episode when I, like, I made my ears perk up. It's Bulky. Did you remember to feed Rito and Goldar? <laughs> I'm, and, and I'm Bul- glad that this is back. Yeah, Bulk's like... They haven't touched it in a while. They haven't, they haven't. But Bulk's like, no, it was your turn. He's like, I didn't feed him. Oh, we better check on him. So what if they get out? Yeah. And he's all... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what if... He's like, we better check on him. And he's like, what if they got out? He's all, tell me... Tell me you locked the garage door. Skull just looks at him and all, so you want me to lie to you? I locked the garage door. <laughs> so they, they head out to make sure that these good monster yeah. brothers oh. are all set. Yeah, it's good, man. Uh, well, Back in the juice. Go uh, yeah. ahead. No, no, I was just going to say what you were going to say, so go on. Back in the juice bar. The spar is still going on, and David's about to take Tommy's head off. But Tommy drops and spin kicks his foot out. And David shows his true, like, embarrassed colors where he lost to his little brother, and he storms off. Both of them show off the Oliverness, or actually, I guess, the true heartness, for fuck's sake. Well, we don't actually know what David's last real last. We don't know yeah, what the I real guess last the name all- is. Whatever. We see the Tommy here. Where, yeah. where, uh, is let's his, call that the Frank. The, we see the Frank here, <laughs> the Frank of things, because, um, David is like, What the fuck, dude? You could have really hurt me. Even when he fell, like, Adam and Rocky both winced. Because there's like no real, there's like a, there's a very flat mat, but nothing else. So he just kind of like back bumped on the, on the linoleum, you know? It, it's like an indie wrestling show when they know that there's going to be a death match somewhere in there. Yeah. They just like, uh, let's lay out the mats. Yeah, yeah. Somebody and bring a blanket. So, David's like, what the fuck? You could have really hurt me. Tommy, who has never learned a thing about de-escalation or, or, uh, or a proper, like... Apologies goes, what do you mean? It was a good move. It's like, you, you just knocked me on my ass, man. Like as we're, you know, sparring, we're not trying to actually land blows on each other. We get points for making contact, but like you just nearly broke my tailbone. And he's like, it was a lucky shot. You're the guy that thinks tackling somebody in touch football is still a touch. Yeah, and, and he's like, it was a lucky shot. You'll get me next time. Tommy, apologize. Apologize. Yeah. You fucking asshole, apologize. I'm not saying David is in the right with his reaction, because his reaction is heavy too. But Tommy mm-hmm. fucking just keeps going with the non-apologies. You're a dickhead, dude. And he's like, what's his problem? And they say to him, you embarrassed him. Yeah. What do you fucking think, Tommy? Do you not... No, God, no wonder Kimberly left you, motherfucker. You just... God, you are one emotionally unavailable dude. Yeah, but David, 100%. It's David, why the Battlesword doesn't respect him. Yeah, David goes outside, and cogs just jump him. 
they take his ass out of there just as Tommy runs out to try and get him. And he sees this happening, but he's too late. He only he's only able to grab David's bandana, which is another uh, Frank family thing. <laughs> yes. Uh. Tommy tries to use the power chamber to find David, but he's in none of the known dimensions. Yeah, he's like your brother isn't on Earth, and he's not in any known dimensions. Uh, William is wearing that 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 windbreaker again, which just makes me drool. So he's. Uh, go ahead. He said, "Like uh, Tommy is 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 sure though. He's like he has to be somewhere. He can't just be gone. So I can't lose him now. I just got him back. And that's I'll say like now with you talking in my ear and shit like that. That was a good bit of that was a good bit of a uh, emotion there because he was like he just realized yeah I kind of fucked up back there, and I literally just got." a big chunk of my family back that I never knew I had, you know? Like, yeah. So that, that was good. But they, we see, we see David dropped off in like a cave with like, with like fucking cave paintings in it and shit. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the next scene is, uh, we go to the machine empire where Mondo is unleashing mace face and they unleash him large. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unleash him big style. <laughs> yes, and what is the Megazord is done being repaired? Yeah. Willi so William theorizes that Mondo is using something to block the uh, the signal of David, so he's going to be working on that. But outside yeah. in the city, this huge, like, kind of like, kind of like um, anyone familiar with the. Uh, DC Apocalypse. Like, it's like a war wheel. Yeah. It's like a war yeah. wheel. It's like a, but only it's spherical instead of like in shape like a wheel. But it's like a spherical spiked uh, fucking just ball that is just running through the town, like toppling buildings and running over cars and shit like that. But it can become a monster with a mace for a face. He looks really um, cool too. I like him. Yes. And. Mace Face works over the Megazord and the Red Battlezord for a while. <laughs> it's a really and... funny shot because uh, the shot of uh, like, uh, so this is the first time we, we see like the Megazord manned by only four people because Tommy's in the Red Battlezord and uh, Adam's in charge because he's, uh, he's got of the, course. Uh, yeah, makes sense. You're not going to put Rocky there. Uh, he has, he has the, the, um, the bull helmet on, you know, the yes. Taurus helmet on, and he's like shooting at him. But then the thing just raises up, and it just kind of wrecking balls back and forth, and it's working the him over. But from a just out of context, if you just saw this as a repeated gif, as a as a looped gif, it looks so fucking funny because it's just this ball just being swung back and forth between these. Two got like these two suit actors in their blocky robot costumes and sparks yes. flying off them. Yeah, buddy. The the Rangers go back to the power chamber, and they begin to use the arrowhead to track Tommy's brother using native magic. Yeah, and Sam shows himself to help Tommy find David. Mm -hmm. William then goes, "Hey guys, I need you to look at this. This is the Zeo Mega Battlezord." 
you guys can probably use this in battle. Yeah. And that would be that would be good. <laughs> I think this, would be, <laughs> this might do the trick. I like yeah. that the arrowhead cannot be detected on any of, like, Billy's, like, machines. Like, any of uh, any of the devices they have in the command center. Where it yes. just, it op- you know, it operates on on a different Native spectrum, magic. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Native magic, yeah. <laughs> the rangers have trouble making... Oh, you know what? I screwed that up. They don't go back to the power chamber at all. Like, the native magic and everything happens inside the cockpit of the Battlezord, where you can tell that Goro wasn't in the Battlezord looking out the cockpit that long, because I kept focusing on the way that the the Red Ranger was moving, and they they kept looping. They go back to the command center. They go back to the command center after they try to make the Z-Omega Battlezord. No, like, they go... I'm pretty sure... uh... They go because to the, I'm I'm just going off my notes where it says they try to make it and then they retreat. No, like they're um Yeah, so the like the mace mace face like transforms and he's looking really fucking sick. And they uh, they like it goes to a commercial break and then they're inside the command center. Yeah. So they're inside a command center, and Billy is scanning the arrowhead, but it's not being picked up on any known spectrum of that the device devices work off of. So it's clearly like its own thing, like Native American magic or whatever. Yeah, and uh, Tommy holds it, and he kind of like does like a spiritual projection with like yeah. by by holding on to it. He it, like it's glowing, so he focuses on it, and his image is brought to uh david who's inside that cave do you like that the arrowhead protected tommy's identity by showing him in his gi and not in his zeo uniform i thought that, that was, was wearing? really cool like or really it's an it's a nice detail you know yeah it's a nice detail for sure so Billy is also working on an interface to not need Tom, Tommy's Neuralink anymore just because he's realizing that Tommy isn't capable yeah. of it. Uh, Sam, so, Sam, Sam comes into the command center using the same kind of projection spirit, spirit walk kind of thing. Yes. And he, um, and he gives him uh, like spiritual guidance. Says a yes. tribe used a cave to bury its evil, and he says no one can last long inside of it. Yes. So, obviously, David is inside that cave, and time is of the essence. So the other rangers take off to hold off Mace Face in the Zeo Megazord. Let's talk. Hold on. Let's shit on Rocky for a second. Yeah. Because because uh, after Sam like disappears, his like image, Tommy's just kind of like thinking. And no one is saying a thing. And we get a shot. We uh, we pull the shot back, and we see all of them standing around that little kind of table. That little, that little command center table. Yeah. And Rocky just flails wildly. Like, Tommy, Tommy! Like, cause, like he, he, just, he just flails his arm. No, Tommy. And he's like, what, what? He's like, wait, what's going on? He's like, we, we gotta help my brother. He's in danger. Yeah. And Adam's so, like, we gotta take care of Mace Face. But Rocky just really just like, no one was talking for a moment, and he got really uncomfortable. <laughs> I think that 
Do you think that only Tommy saw Sam? I think only Tommy saw Sam, but I just love that no one was talking. Nothing was exchanged. So Rocky just <laughs> freaks out. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's when he, sh- when uh, Billy shows the, like he says, if Tommy's thoughts aren't clear, this, this, the, the, uh, mega, what is it? Mega? Zeo Mega Battlezord. Zeo Mega Battlezord won't will won't work. So, hey, Tommy, get your shit together, man. <laughs> so when the other Rangers take off to face off against Maceface and the Zeo Megazord, the they Machine tr- Empire doesn't want that shit. So they unleash Quadra Fighters. Yeah, uh, they first try to. Um, they all go. Wait, wait. They all go back to the field and jump into Zords, and they try to to merge. They go, like, back-to-back. See, that happened in the last battle. No, this is happening. Before they came back. No, this is happening right now. I'm watching it. Huh. Yeah, they, like, that, the whole talk happened, and they j- jumped back to, um, back to action. They went back to action, and they're in the, they're in the Zords. Yeah, this is at okay. f- fourteen oh two, or yeah, fourteen oh two, fourteen eighteen, fourteen oh two, something like that. And they're trying to, they're putting their backs to each other, and they're trying to merge, but Tommy can't clear his mind of David's uh, predicament. Hmm. And he keep and he tries again, and it's just not working. Mondo and the Cogs are like laughing at him as it's happening. That's when Tommy calls for a retreat. See, I, my notes have it happening differently. That that my notes have that happening in the first battle, and then they go in, learn everything about. Uh, the Arrowhead talk. Tommy sees Sam. He projects himself, and then everyone goes back into battle, to where we get Zeo Megazord alone against Maze Face and the Quadra Fighters. Yeah, the um, it's just uh. Yeah, how it is here, like, just uh, watching watching the episode, it was the fight, Mace Face transforms, so commercial break, they're in the command center, the uh, projecting to see David, Sam projecting to see Tommy, uh, all happens, the uh, super, uh, the, <laughs> the Zeo Mega Battlezord uh, is revealed, they try to have that done in the field, but Tommy's not clear of mind. They retreat, go back to the command center. Billy says, I'm going to have to find a way to bypass the mental link for the for the red Battlezord because you ain't cutting it, Bubba. Hmm. And so the uh, Tommy goes off on his own to uh, confront... Uh, he he goes he goes onto the field on his own and uses the arrowhead to try and locate his brother that way. Yes, but it's at some point Alpha breaks through and finds David through Mondo's shielding. Yeah, and at that point we start to see the cave drawings moving. Yeah, the rest of the Rangers get back into the the Zeo Megazord and they. Uh, they try to hang with Maceface, who's who's working them over along with the the Quadra Fighters. Yes. 
uh, Bulk and Skull are looking for Goldar and Rito in the neighborhood because they ran away from home. <laughs> and they're flyering the neighborhood looking for their monsters. Yeah. Stone rolls up on them real hard in his El Camino, and he's like, the curfew's involved. Don't you know that there's two monsters running around, that golden monkey and the bag of bones? Yeah. And the this, the sign, the like the flyers they put up, did you get a good look at them? Because they're wonderful. With the hand drawings they're, of Goldar they're, they're, Rito? They're like hella fucking punk t-shirt looking, like a punk yeah, t-shirt design. I... It looks like a Toku artist Bozo Robo drew them. Oh, shit, great. it does. It does look like Bozo. Yeah. Fuck, man. Let's have him recreate that and, like, make uh, shirts. We can ask him. <laughs> have He's going to s- need some money. Yeah, of course. We're going to give him money. But just well, exactly no, like... I'm, no, I'm just saying. So he did a Kickstarter yeah. for a Toku card game called Hero Booster. Yeah. And it recently got nabbed by customs, which means he needs to reprint the game again and get it sent to him again. Oh, jeez. So, instead of making a little money, if he was going to, it's now going to cost him a ton. So, Yeah. Ooh. Well. He's going to be at Morphicon, so I'd like to have a moment with him yeah, for like the show. Give him business, for sure. Uh, that, anyone listening, please uh, check out Bozorobo on uh, Twitter. Uh, check check out his stuff. It's fantastic. It is kind of like what we're describing here. It has a very kind of punk kind of feel to it. Um, rat think kind of deal, you know, but but toku shit. It's really good. Yeah, and he recently got into wrestling, so we're going to have a nice conversation. Well, we got the... Got, mm, got he's, he's been Steve. going to local... He's been going to local shows. Oh, in, you uh, in deep. In England. You in deep now. Yeah. England's got some great local shows. It too. does, yeah, and I think I'm not sure. I think he lives in London, mm. so he's got like Rev Pro out there. Yeah, fuck uh, yeah, dude. He gets to see Minoro. Yeah, he does do his thing. Yeah, he does. That's a gift. It's a true gift. But um, yes. yeah. So there's Goldar and Rito walking up the street. Stone freaks out and points at him, which mm-hmm. Vulcan Skull. Try to turn, but Stone yanks them out of there, and they're like, "Wait, wait, wait!" Like we, as Rito and Goldar come running in, say, "Where are you going?" It's like, guys, wait up, wait up. Yeah. The yeah. monsters kind of cry because they yeah. they're having such a hard time finding their way home. Yeah. And I just want to <laughs> jump ahead to the the after credits part of this, where Bulk and Skull are flyering a house, and on the other side of the house, Rito and Goldar are flyering the same house, and yeah. they're putting up a lost and found bulk and skull. Yeah, poster. yeah, it, it's it's literally like, okay, we could just wrap up the episode, because uh, Tommy is using his the, the fucking uh, arrowhead uh, to find his brother, which leads him face-to-face with Mondo. Uh, Mondo... Before we do that, Tommy, they get to the point... They say that Tommy's standing right above it. And he goes, okay, I'm going to teleport down. And he goes to teleport, and it doesn't work. It, the arrowhead will not let him take the easy way out. Mondo yes. comes down and offers David for the arrowhead. And Tommy, Mr. Easy Way, goes, there's no other choice. Let me hand you the arrowhead. Yeah. And Mondo just laughs in his fucking face. Yeah. So... Like, he doesn't... 
Tommy doesn't want to lose anything like this new part of his life that he never knew he had, but he also doesn't want to work for anything. Yes, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, while yeah, these are he's very a frustrating good Tommy boy, episodes, but it's just going on going with what how you how you set it up in my mind now. It's um it it's not obnoxious now. It's more like it's it's like it's it's true to character, you know? Yeah. So okay, okay. But yes, the most important part, the end credits. <laughs> They're both flying up the same building right around the corner from each other. Yeah, there's literally on opposite yeah, there's a corner of a house Vulcan Skull on on uh, one side, uh, Rito and Goldar on the other. Yeah. Uh, Goldar and Rito are putting up lost and found posters with Vulcan Skull's faces on them. Yeah. And... <laughs> Looks like we're getting two shirts made. Yeah, Vulcan Skull are putting up lost and found shirts with Rito and Goldar on yeah, them. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I'm excited to have this back. <laughs> yeah, because they left it alone for a while, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm going to say at least six episodes. It, I Maybe feel like more. It, it, may, it might be more than that. I feel like we haven't seen it in forever. Like, they totally forgot this, this like, story beat. But um, it's so delectable to have it back. Hell yeah, man. Give us more of that. Good but, uh, brothers supporting good brothers. Yeah. But you, you turned me around in the process of reviewing... This this block it was enjoyable, and there's I some there's some parts that were that were really good. Like it's the the whole uh, second episode uh, Zord fight was fucking amazing. The, yeah, it really was. That was amazing, top dollar kind of stuff. And uh, the stakes in this one, I was, <laughs> I think I was just done with the episode when it started with that stupid fucking brother on brother spar. Like, where both of them acted like titty babies. That yeah. killed it for me. But now, like I said, now in the proper light, where I'm like, this is true to form Tommy. It's like, interesting. This is intriguing now. It's like, how is this going to fucking happen? Because this guy really is now just fucking up. So, yeah. All and right. He'll keep his Red Ranger status until he thinks he's too old for it. All right. Yeah. All in all, I think that this block was very good just because of, like, we've talked about it for the last hour and a half of why I think it's very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, take it for what it is. This is, it's not a turnaround point for Tommy in my mind as a character, but it is, it's a moment where the show's writing isn't it's not written like a kid's show it's, it's been like a yeah. show where you're supposed to remember your characters and their personality traits we're getting yeah we're getting more and more yeah um mature writing like obviously it's not uh it's not breaking bad you say yeah it's not breaking bad it's not hyper intellectual shit but it's it's like you said you know there's characters here and they follow they follow these uh these uh these pathos and stuff like that there's the there's um there's coherent um there's coherent things going on within the writing within these stories within this universe and all that so 
They're and 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 they're hitting a lot of lot uh a lot more emotional stuff, you know. That's yeah. That's getting to me, you know. Like it's it, it's actually getting me emotionally invested. Well, I mean, like in the no business like snow business arc, you can say that that hit again, because when Catherine first came on the scene as Cat Catherine, under the control of Rita, her whole thing was, I need to get rid of Kimberly. And the way I'm going to get rid of Kimberly is through trying to fuck Tommy at all all costs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then when she became a good person, those she, feelings that were there, yeah, she put under the surface because she liked Kimberly. Yeah. And then... And- the second Kimberly was out of the picture, I still do want to suck on Tommy. But she's res- she's been respectful. Yes. She's been respectful. It's like, yeah, she's not around, but they're still together. And even when Kimberly gives the Dear John letter and all that happens, Catherine's main concern is that Tommy is happy. Yeah. She, not that she can get in on it. Not that she can get up on top of it. Just that he's happy. Well, she's trying the Joe Biden method, where she's just always there. <laughs> yeah. 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 So she's just trying to Biden her way into Tommy's heart. But but when when he's when he uh, when she saw that, he, you know, he enjoyed the wonderful Miss Sarah Brown's uh, company, like she didn't like make a fuss you know she had that one little thing with tanya where she was like maybe that was stupid of me but even she knew th- that she knew that check wasn't gonna be around but but still like i'm i'm uh, i th- i think Catherine is one of the best in uh as far as uh just a good person you know i'm very on board with a lot of the character the character choices that the actors have made and the ones that the writers have made for the actors yeah uh, just because here in Zio, everything that we've been building towards is starting to pay off. Well put. Well put. Yeah. You got anything else on these three? No, I think we got it all. Or I yeah, think I 90, got it. Uh, yeah. 90 minutes to talk about Power Rangers in any way is pretty <laughs> much enough for anybody's week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Thank you so much for listening to our show. We bring you new episodes every Monday and Thursday on your favorite podcatcher, and we're on all of them. So go get you some. We're also on Patreon. If you want to head over to patreon.com slash powerplay through three Fridays a month, you can get an installment of our Big Bad Beetleborg series or just binge all of our VR Trooper series. It's very, it's a very uh, cheap option <laughs> if you can't get enough of the PP boys. Yeah. You want just like a fucking buttload more? It's, it's there. <laughs> yeah, there's way there's way more stuff here on the main feed, but yeah. you've already listened to all of it. You yeah. know, you're a loyal you're a loyal PP fan. Mm-hmm. Love the PP. And the PP don't forget about you. Yeah, PP didn't forget. Clear. Make that clear. <laughs> did you did you forget? PP remembers. <laughs> <laughs> We want to thank Rainer for the use of our theme song, Power Playthrough, which you can go get over at rainer.bandcamp.com. While you're there, 
get yourself a digital download of disasters. But that's it. No, get everything. Get everything <laughs> from it. <laughs> 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 Lovely boys. Follow us on social media at Power Playthrough on Instagram, P Playthrough on Twitter and Facebook, where we'll answer your questions. We'll defend ourselves for our terrible viewpoints on things. Yes. And also, we will wish that we were at Ranger Stop. Yeah. Because the Blue Jungle Fury Ranger is making his first American appearance there. And Doggy Kruger is going to be there. <sighs> yeah, that one hurts. <laughs> and he was also Solaris Knight. So yeah, that hurts. It's a big one. Yeah. Get down to Ranger Stop. We won't be there. It's in <laughs> Florida. Yeah. That's everything we got for you. Have a great Monday or whatever day you're listening to it. And may the power protect you. <laughs>